0: You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 47 of the MVP BuzzChat series. In this episode, I'm talking with cloud and data center management MVP, Mick Pletcher. Hey, it's Christian Buckley, another MVP Chat and I'm here with Mick. Mick, good afternoon. Hi, Christian, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and, and we were just briefly chatting. We both just got back from MVP Summit to put a timestamp on the video, and uh, well, why don't you introduce yourself to the folks that don't know you?
1: Sure, uh, so I'm Mick Pletcher, and uh, I'm a Microsoft MVP in the uh, Cloud and Data Center Management. Uh, specifically, I do most of my um, coding in uh, PowerShell, and um, I, I focus on automation with System Center, uh, especially Configuration Manager, and anything else in the, um, the corporate environment, the IT environment that needs uh, automating, uh, I write PowerShell code for. I,
0: I think you left something really important off of your resume there as you uh, covered. It's like, uh, so the question is, uh, what's your latest weld project, welding?
1: <laughs> so, actually, I've been building a shipping container home and uh you know you
0: can buy those you can just go out it's just a big metal box you can buy that right
1: (laughs) you can but but i wanted the challenge i wanted to be able to um, build my own home and actually say you know that i actually build it and and plus i've designed some new um new items for it uh that i'm that i'm working on patents on uh for other people that might use them because i wanted a a self-sustaining home that can use uh already used resources and I wanted it completely off grid so it would be eco friendly.
0: You know, I, I was just having a conversation with somebody while in, in Redmond about. Uh, so I had a woman who worked for me years ago who had mm-hmm. a piece of property over in, uh, up over the hills in, uh, on, on 90, um, beautiful piece of property. I actually, uh, with my boys, camped on her property with permission. You know, but, uh, and they had like a little, uh, trailer on there, Mm -hmm. but uh, we were talking about the the conversation last week around the tiny homes phenomenon and being able to build something like buy this beautiful piece of property, not having to buy then a huge house on it for something that like a cabin or space and like a tiny home. And I mean, I, I, I love the home. My, my wife is a designer and so we, we watch a lot of those shows but I, I tell you, I, I, in a former industrial designer, I love the, the, the some of the, the home's interesting materials that they use. But to, to build something out of two or three of those shipping containers is a huge space.
1: Well, it is. And, and so it's a weekend home we're building in West Tennessee. And there, it's right on the um, verge of two enormous lakes that are um, about uh, – Uh, they're about 25 miles long and it's a a 171,000 acres between the two lakes. And so it's called land between the lakes. Wow. So we're, we wanted a house right there. It's about 80 miles West of Nashville. So it takes about hour and a half to get there. And, um, my wife and I are big outdoors people. We love getting out in the woods, hiking, four wheeling, all that kind of stuff. And I told her, I said, Hey, you know, if I can sit in my office and write code all day, Surely, to God, you and I can get out and build our own home. And so we started three years ago. And to be honest with you, I'm getting tired of it, and I just want to finish now <laughs> after three years.
0: <laughs> that, that's a big project. Uh, you know, I mean, my wife and I looked at uh, at one point buying a, a house in uh, Folsom, California, mm-hmm. the area that was uh, like 120 years old. And so, uh, you know, we just looking at, and the structure was standing. Um, but then everything that we had to do, I mean, we, we just, and we decided to not do it just mm-hmm. because, well, we also needed to live in it at the same time and living in it and doing construction, uh, as you're, I'm sure, aware is um, two things that generally
1: don't go well together. No, they don't. <laughs> but I will say this. I mean, we've saved, so the house is 640 square feet. Uh, alto. I mean, it's only a weekend home, so we didn't need a whole lot of space uh, since it's just she and I. Uh, but we probably saved every bit of sixty to $70,000 in labor. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got about $24,000 in the household.
0: So how long till you have that project done?
1: Well, I'm getting ready to take, uh, so this year I got more vacation added and I'm getting ready to take um, about a week off, probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, no rain for a week this next month or maybe May. And that's all about the more I need. Well, that's
0: exciting. Well, uh, tell us, so, so what do you, what do you, so you talked about, you know, kind of what you're focused on. Like, what are you talking about out there presenting on right now? What, what are kind of the hot topics for you?
1: So, you know, everybody's talking about Azure. I mean, don't get me wrong, Azure is big today, but there's also still System Center and System Center is still, you know, solid out there and it is not being abandoned anytime soon. Um, not this summit, but the last year's summit. Uh, One of the sessions there, they were talking about the um, System Center, and Microsoft came out and said, we are not abandoning this at all in any of the foreseeable future. So the big thing is um, there's still a lot of security stuff that you can use system center for. So what I'm what I'm doing is, is I'm working on a lot of tools right now for system center that can um, mitigate security issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, For instance, I just um, published something on BitLocker. One of the big problems you have, even with group policy, BitLocker doesn't always uh, push up to AD. And of course, Microsoft is, has announced they're going to abandon in 2024 MBAM. Uh, so we abandoned the um, uh, the MBAM project we work on and we're just gonna stick with AD. So I wrote a uh, compliance policies in PowerShell for SCCM that it automatically checks in AD and makes sure that those keys are there uh, so that you don't have to worry and get caught with your pants down, basically. That somebody gets, you know, maybe their TPM um, gets cleared out, and then you need a sk- the uh, red- the key to unlock it, and you don't have it.
0: Right. You know, what's interesting is that uh, so uh, so I in the in the you know Office apps and services world, SharePoint specifically, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of all of the uh, Office three sixty five applications. Where there's a lot of talk over the last few years around uh, hybrid. and The number, and so I actually did some research. Two years ago, Microsoft is a lead sponsor of, um, and it, it, and different Microsoft folks, including uh, you know uh, one of the VPs that uh, SharePoint, Jeff Teeper said mm-hmm. that Microsoft was caught by surprise by how large. In fact, I think no, the one who said that was actually Julia White that she was in, involved before she moved over to the mm-hmm. Azure side of the house. But was that you know it, they caught Microsoft by surprise the number of organizations that were. Uh, uh, really focused on a hybrid solution and hanging out to the other pieces. My point though, is that we, you know, f- being workload specific, you sometimes forget about, well, there's the rest of the environments. Uh, there's it's everything else going on there. And so, I mean, I, I mean, so I'm sure a lot of your clients that are still dealing with system center, they're, they're doing Azure things as well. So you've got hybrid environments. What What's the the, the hybrid story?
1: So, I mean, from what I see, Chris, I work at a law firm. So, um, so I mean, you know, most of my clients are attorneys, but from what I hear and and see out in the community, I mean, there's still a great number of um, people using configuration manager today and, um, and have not gone to the uh, cloud solutions of, uh, inting and, uh, MDM. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think there still needs to be a good presence out there of MVPs working on projects for that. Because, let's be honest, not every company is going to go to the cloud. Okay. Uh, I mean, we are, we've gone to cloud here at the Law for Mind, but like you said, we are a hybrid company. But
0: I, You know what I tell people is that, look, everyone will go to the cloud. It may not be in our lifetime. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not exactly. willing to put a date on it. That's, that's, the, that's right. the hard part is uh, making predictions about, uh, and this is where, you know, some Microsoft people got in, in trouble saying, like next five years, like, uh, yeah.
1: Yep. Completely agree <laughs> with you there. And, and I mean, you know, the cloud has its place. I mean, it, it is a great alternative uh, for a lot of stuff, um, but I still see a lot of stuff that is just as good on-prem.
0: Yeah, well, that's the. Uh, I think my guidance. It's funny. It's I. Um, so I started my career as a business analyst and, mm-hmm. and project manager, and, and uh, so I always kind of take that perspective, that BA perspective, is is like understand your business requirements first before you try to solve it. And I've noticed, uh, you know, that over the years, over my career, that is a common mistake made by engineering-led organizations that they jump to solution. Uh, before fully understanding the scope of what's there, and uh, you know, in, in this respect, it's understand your business requirements. It's exciting to be involved with the latest, greatest technology, um, but you need to understand the true costs of moving to the latest, greatest things, and whether the business really needs it. What the benefits are of those new features? There's a cost to moving. There's a cost to change, and sometimes those costs outweigh the benefits. Uh, you know, and the financial benefits and rewards of, of moving, at least for the time being.
1: So, Which is kind of, kind of where we are right now. So at the firm I'm at, we bought, um, well, it wasn't recent, but about three years ago, we bought all new servers mm-hmm. um, before, I mean, Azure was out there, of course, but it wasn't as big as it was. So, you know, we're in the situation that we've got to uh, consume those servers, um, the, the uh, value of them right. before we actually go to, go to cloud.
0: Right. That, well, that's, that's that, uh, you know, the transition from that CapEx to OpEx, that's mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to let those play out. Um, you, you get the earned value and then you can start to transition over them. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I think the important thing to do is just understand what that, where you are in that cycle, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, three years, five years, seven years, whatever that is, and then build your plan accordingly.
1: Yes, I completely agree
0: because yeah. it may not play out the entire time at some point again, if you're, you're going in and, and, and you understand that hey if we cut over now, yes, we burn this cost, but here's the added value. It's actually costs us more to remain longer than mm-hmm. to, to, to make the move and then at that time
1: go. Sure, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that so
0: well so what else do you have uh so i know you, you you've got your blog you're doing a lot out on the blog you know what what else do you have out there any other resources that you can point
1: people yes to um so uh well you've interviewed harjit before
0: i have yes so
1: he and i do the powershell news podcast oh okay and um so we're getting ready to do another episode on that we we do about a monthly episode um because to be honest with you powershell isn't a you know the hottest topic for latest news all the time, so you know finding um uh, the latest news for it can be kind of dawning so um,
0: well, I would say though that the powershell uh uh sessions at a lot of the conferences that I go and speak at are still some of the most the, the most well attended sessions mm-hmm. so uh yeah it and and uh, so maybe we could have a marketing discussion of how you guys need to tap into some of that and get into some, in front of some other audiences. We
1: well, see, that's what we're aiming for. So what we want to do is is kind of travel a little more. Um, we want to approach the PowerShell Summit uh, next year and say, hey, can we come to the summit, get a pass to it, and be able to interview different um, um, people at the, the PowerShell Summit? I mean, that fits perfectly with our, uh, our podcast.
0: Right. Well, what Harjit and I have talked about, I know he mentioned this, but he and I have talked about um, – doing something that's similar to like the SharePoint and SQL Saturday model, (laughs) but with more of a tech ed flavor where it's intentionally covers, uh, you know, the, the, the windows system center, all the ops stuff, the DevOps stuff, as well as the front end. Sure. And, uh, and so we're, we're talking about, um, uh, trialing that out. So I, I just keep telling people it's like a mini tech ed, but community driven. And, uh, I'd love to know what people I mean, we would need to do a survey or something out there to get people's thoughts on it. But it just seems like the conversation I have with people that they want to have that broader focus, um, mm-hmm. on that smaller scale. And of course, free is a magic number, you know? So
1: definitely. Well, one, of, I also, um, uh, co-founded and run the Nashville PowerShell group. So, uh, it's kind of, at. Current, we haven't had a meeting in a few months. Uh, to be honest, I've been on this Windows 10 upgrade here at the firm, and so I've been just covered with that. And um, so, so actually starting in May, um, uh, uh, what's the name of the vendor? Oh, uh, sir, hold on a second, I know. Oh, uh, ZertoCon is gonna be in Nashville. Oh and um, Zerto is a backup service for uh, servers, uh, kind of like does a flash backup. So okay. they're having a ZertoCon here in Nashville, and uh, I think the um, podcast is going to be live there on that.
0: Oh, very cool. So, cool. yeah. Well, well, the other thing I'd recommend, if you've not already looked at uh, spsevents.org, and, uh, you know, okay. anything that's in a region where you're you – know, they would welcome your abstracts. They, you know, So that's, you should tap into that, that series of events as well.
1: Definitely will. Of course, the MVP uh, series of events also helps a lot too when they send out the list of um, events going around.
0: Yeah, there's more. I, I think Microsoft is getting really good at that. It's recognizing, hey, we're, we're, we've got these untapped, largely untapped MVPs in these regions. So you have like Ignite the Tour that's going on and you have uh, the, the various boot camps and, and other events. And so, uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff for those, you know, tuning in, um, there's a, there's a lot more happening in the local communities and Microsoft is trying to get better about supporting those and providing Mm -hmm. material, uh, swag and funds for a lot of those uh, events. Uh, and so definitely uh, pay attention to what's happening with the local Microsoft user groups. Uh, so I know it's a lot to go and kind of try and, uh, chase, the various user groups there are nine here in the salt lake area for example and we have a hard time of trying to coordinate and share information between them some some are better at sharing than others i would argue that the sharepoint people are really good at sharing
1: (laughs) they are here actually the sharepoint group is one of the best here in nashville um
0: i know those folks well so they've been trying to get me out to there it always conflicts with other travel (laughs) but uh, again this year uh but uh, well, anyway, Mick, you know, how can people want to get in touch with you and find out more? How, what's the best way to find you?
1: So the best way to find me is uh, Twitter. You can find me at uh, Mick Pletcher. And uh, it starts with a P. Everybody thinks I'm Fletcher with an F, but it actually is, does start with a P. So you can find me there and then uh, my blogs, uh, Mick's IT blogs. Uh, you can get to it short, com. And uh, then our podcast, the uh, PowerShell News Podcast with Harjit Dalalwal. So,
0: and I'll provide. A, I've got a. I'll have a blog post with all the links that I share out there, and anything else, Mick, that you want to share and, and put it. I'll put in that summary post. Okay, you can find that out on BuckleyPlanet dot com. And otherwise, hey, Mick, uh, it was great talking to you, getting to know you, and and uh, and, and again, uh, talking name dropping on Harjit, who's one of the first people in this series to interview, so. I know I remember uh, watching that one, yeah, and we're almost up to fifty now, so it's uh wow. ongoing, but uh, well, it, you know, hopefully we'll see you uh, soon in the future and, and uh, get together. you going to build? you
1: going to I'm not ignite? going to build uh, yes, I am going to ignite uh, registration I believe opens up in May on that so. I,
0: I think so, so I didn't go this last year, but
1: looking forward to attending this this year as well so I'm also going to be heading to the Chattanooga PowerShell. Uh, down there because i'm not i'm not speaking but i'm going to be doing some interviewing for the podcast so
0: so look for mick there and uh anyway well thanks a lot for your time
1: today all right thanks for the interview